0: Uncover and Elevate is the next evolution of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and after coaching hundreds of clients, I am unapologetically clear on this. People pleasing is a symptom with a deeper cause. Being in a toxic relationship or career and feeling trapped has a deeper cause. Avoiding difficult conversations has a deeper cause self-sabotage, imposter syndrome, confusion, feeling insecure, all have a deeper cause. In Uncover and Elevate, we are going to look under the hood every week to uncover what the deeper causes are that shape our lives, including the ones that make breaking a pattern, even one we want to break so hard. Then we will elevate our lives with tools designed to transform those deeper causes and deal with the symptoms. Join me each week as we uncover and elevate our lives. And now, here's this week's episode of Uncover and Elevate. All right, everybody. Today, we are talking about struggling. Do we really have to? Like, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of it. (laughs) If you know my story at all, you know that over the last five years, I spent two and a half of it homeless. And I couch surfed, I stayed with family, I stayed in really inexpensive Airbnbs, often for just a couple days at a time, because I didn't have the money to pay for more than a couple days. Um, I lived with a friend for nine months, I mean, you know, just ridiculousness uh if you want to know more about that i have a video um on youtube that about three and a half minutes or so that kind of tells that story and how that led me to realizing that i was what i was really struggling with was not a financial problem but excuse me a worthiness problem um so if you hop on over to youtube on my YouTube channel, you can find that, or just go to my uh, bio in Instagram, Brenda Florida Coach, and it's right there. You can click the link in my bio, and you'll see the um, video right there from Instagram, but anyway, that was a big struggle. That was a lot of struggle. That was years of struggle, okay, so I know what I'm talking about. It's not like that was my first. I'll just take that one, okay, because it's been (laughs) Five years or so. And what I realized, even though I'm living in this beautiful apartment, two blocks from the beach, and you know, there's so much financial abundance, you know, in my life now compared to what was going on then. Um, so much more, you know, business success, uh, all many, many things. And what I noticed was that even with the change in my circumstances, I was still carrying with me sort of an energy, a thought process that included struggle as if like, I just kind of got used to it, you know and then struggle became my new norm or something like that. And so I wanna really challenge that belief. I don't, I don't know if you can relate to me. I'm, I'm sure many of you can. I mean, I think all of, you know, globally we had the big struggle of a pandemic. So I'm not trying to suggest that struggle isn't real or that, um, I don't know, that you know life can't be hard sometimes. But what I am suggesting is that there's another way that we can approach even the struggle, okay? So I think we can get stuck in struggle because struggle is so, first of all, culturally acceptable, okay? Everybody loves a struggle. Everybody, you know, that's all we see on the news. That's all, you know, so much of media and even a great movie, right, is about a person's struggle and then hopefully they overcome it, right? But we're so conditioned to believe that life has to be hard, that when in fact it is, it just feels normal and we don't let ourselves sort of come out of it even as our circumstances improve or change or shift so in many ways struggle is a mindset because there whatever you're struggling with whatever i'm say i'm struggling with we could share it with somebody else and the right somebody else would be like oh i did that no big deal right like or i i that wouldn't even uh, challenge me at all right like so for some people good example for some people particularly in my kind of you know service professions where it's really helpful if we're active on social media and we're doing podcasts and we're doing you know instagram lives and all those kinds of things and it's really hard for them and they have a huge resistance to it because they don't want to put themselves out there they don't want to say things that might end up pissing somebody off they don't you know, they're worried about um, haters, all the different things. So being out, you know, visible on social media uh, is really a struggle for them or even the consistency. Maybe they're not, maybe they're fine about being seen, so to speak, and, and having people comment things that may not be complimentary. Uh, but maybe let's say like, since we're on a podcast here today, you know, you guys know I release a new episode every week. Um, I do it, you know, probably 48 ish weeks of the year, there's usually a couple weeks at Christmas, and sometimes a couple in the summertime, that I'll rerun an old episode or something but you know so I'm probably doing 46 to 48 episodes every week, every week, every week. So that takes a willingness to commit to that kind of consistency. And so that kind of consistency sometimes is a struggle for people. And they'll talk about, oh my gosh, it's so hard. Well, to me, that's no struggle at all. And so why is that? Why is something a struggle for one person and not another? And can I shift myself from thinking the way I'm thinking To the way a person who wouldn't consider what I'm doing a struggle, a struggle. Because the only difference between whether or not you see something as a struggle and another person doesn't is how they're thinking about it. Whatever I'm seeing as a struggle, I have a story that tells me that this is hard in some way, shape or form and hard not being a compliment there, right? Like it's just something I don't want to do or da, da, da or I'm not good at this, or I'm a procrastinator, or I don't, whatever the story is, whatever those thoughts are, that's what creates the struggle. I'm going to run out of money. I'm not going to have enough. Am I going to be homeless again? Like whatever, whatever. That's what creates the struggle. It's not really how much money is in the bank because somebody who had a wealth mindset could look at the same numbers in a checking account (laughs) or savings account and say, oh, well, I would just, yeah, okay, I can see how we might come up short and might not have the money for rent. So here's what I'm going to do about it. And it's not a struggle to them. They're not making it mean that in their own mind. So one of the things that I have learned over the years, particularly as a coach, not so much before that, Once the way taking coach training uh, changed the trajectory, sort of of my own growth and unfolding, and then, of course, the honor and privilege of being able to coach a lot of people and be in it with other people and help them have their own breakthroughs has opened my eyes to the power of trading. Struggle for desire. And that may sound really strange to you, (laughs) but I've realized the power that desire has to shift our mindset away from struggle. Let me explain a little bit more about what I mean there. So when we are in struggle, We have a whole series of thoughts that are followed by a whole series of feelings that are all congruent with that struggle. And they can sound different, but it's some, you know, version of, you know, this is going to create a lot of extra activity for me that I don't want to do, or this is really hard for me. And so it makes me feel like I'm not good enough. It makes me feel like I'm not worthy I think other people are judging me, you know, all all kinds of things that we're saying to ourselves, which is what creates the struggle. Because you, you're doing something, I promise you, you are doing something with ease that someone else is struggling with. Okay. So it's not that everything in life is a struggle. There are things that are real easy for you. Maybe you're great at cooking or great with meal prep or grocery shopping or whatever it is. There is somebody else who is struggling every time they have to do that. Okay. And so you have a different series of thoughts and feelings about those activities. You think they're fun. You think they're creative. You think, Whatever it gives, I remember years and years ago when my kids were little, I used to hate grocery shopping. I used to try to get my husband to do the grocery shopping, which I wasn't very successful at. But I just hate, so that was a struggle for me, right? I created a struggle out of grocery shopping. I didn't like it. Well, then I got to where, when my kids got to where they could stay home by themselves, I'm like, great, you guys stay home by yourself. I'll go grocery shopping, right? I'm just down the street. I can get home in a hurry if something happens. And all of a sudden, I love grocery shopping because now I've got a break from the kids, and I've got time to myself. And so, it's just a difference in how we're talking to ourselves, which changes how we feel. So when I can create more desire in my life, I'm not going to say there will be no struggle, okay? But I can surely find many ways to shift something out of struggle and into something that's better or easier. Okay. And I do that by figuring out, well, what would I really desire? So if I don't, we'll take, you know, an easy example, like the grocery store. If I don't want to go grocery shopping and I think that's a struggle, then what could I do about that? What would I desire? Where would my desire take me? And if my desire is really to never go grocery shopping again, okay, well, let me look at how I can make that happen. I could start ordering groceries or I could ask a spouse, you know, to do it. I could um, get the bulk of my food from a, you know, meal, packaged meal kind of service where they, you know, send you all the ingredients and you can make your own kind of a thing. Because then there's not a lot of groceries to buy if you're getting, I mean, there's still some, but you know, like I I can, if I take my desire, instead of staying stuck in, well, I just hate this and there's really not much I can do. And oh, because when we're there, when we're in the struggle, when we're in the mindset of the struggle, then we will talk ourselves out of things that would even make it better. Like order, say ordering your grocery. Well, I still have to go online and pick them all out. Okay. That's true. But if part of what you don't like about it is having to get in the car and load them in your car and carry them in the house and, I, you know, get them from the shelf into the cart and the cart onto the conveyor belt for the cashier and blah, 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 blah then ordering groceries is going to better that a lot. That gets you closer to the desire of never having to do it. But when we stay focused on the struggle, we'll talk ourselves out of the things that would even make it a little bit better. So focusing on the desire, what would I desire even in this same situation? I probably can't give it up. Not if it's something like grocery shopping or um, cleaning your house or something like that. Like the house needs to be clean, The groceries need to be bought. We need to make money, right? I need money to pay my rent, blah, blah, blah. Like there's lots of these things that we get into struggle over that are necessary components of life. We can't just offload them. Okay. Um, Sometimes we can, so think about that, challenge yourself. Could I just offload this? Could I quit buying gifts for all my friends? Could I quit buying gifts for my spouse's family and let my spouse take care of that? So there are things we can offload that might feel like a struggle, but some things we can't. But if I focus on the desire and say, okay, I get I'm struggling with this, so what would be, you know, kind of the opposite? What, if I could have my desire, what would that look like? And then if I can't, and sometimes we can just make that happen. Okay. I'm just going to hire a housekeeper. I'm going to use a laundry service for fluff and fold and quit washing my clothes myself. I'm going to, you know, like there are things we could probably just outsource and have somebody else take care of and just get our desire. Yay. Yay. I don't have to fold laundry again. I'm going to send it all out. Hooray. I feel so great. Okay. But if you can't go that far, like maybe the laundry service is out of your budget or something like that. Okay. Then what could you do? What's closer to that desire? Right. Like we, it's so easy to be polarized. So I have to either be in struggle or be in desire. And unless I can have what I desire, you know, the full of it, then I'm just going to stay over here and struggle. And that's just, you know, conditioning to think we're not going to get what we want. Uh, But you can do many things that will take you if you can't get all the way to the desire that will get you closer to it. And that is how we trade struggle for desire. Because if I can use the skill of tuning into what I desire I can use that to lessen the struggle, to change the story around the struggle. And then I can, re- and in doing so, that reduces that struggle. So this ability to really look at what we desire and challenge if you don't know, I mean, I've coached plenty of clients over the years who don't know what they desire. They've been doing so much stuff they don't want to do. They've been in struggle for so long. They've been doing for others for so long, over-functioning for others so long that they've lost track of what they desire. And so I get that. And the best way to sort of start to cultivate that is to really be asking yourself on a regular basis, like if this is really hard for you, like even set an alarm three or four, five times a day. To remind you to ask, what do I desire? What do I desire right now? What do I really desire for lunch? What I, what do I really desire to watch on TV? Like that's a that sounds silly, but it's so easy if you're living with someone, whether they're a, a roommate or a lover or whatever a spouse. It's so easy to even stop watching what you like on TV if the person you're living with doesn't like the same stuff, and. So, even just to say, you know what? No, tonight I want to watch, you know, what I want to watch. That's my desire right now. Like, this doesn't have to be, I desire to stay at the Ritz Carlton in Paris. That's awesome. Me too, by the way. (laughs) So, desire sometimes makes us think we have to go really lofty and really huge. How about I just desire an extra hour of sleep? I desire going to bed and Reading for however many pages I can get through before I fall asleep. I don't care. You know, I, I'm going to stop scrolling my phone, I'm going to stop, you know, whatever, so that I can give myself what I desire, which is just like a cup of hot tea, and a little non screen time before I go to bed, or to wake up an hour earlier not because i love the idea of waking up an hour earlier but because i desire time to myself before the rest of my family gets moving and, and going in the house i did that when my kids were little i that's i started getting up you know an hour or so before they needed to get up and get ready so and i no did i love getting up at 5:30 or whatever time that meant i had to get up before they needed to get up and start going to school Oh, not exactly. I didn't love getting up at 530, but I loved having that hour to myself. And so just in any way, looking in your closet each day and being like, what do I really want to wear? What would bring me the most joy? What, what feels like a desire to me from the small to the large and focusing on those desires will start to open the door for how you can shift out of struggle and into desire on any given topic. Maybe you have to do something today that you really don't want to do, but you got to, right? Like your gyno appointment or whatever. So you sandwich it on each side with something you do enjoy or being sure that you you know take yourself out to lunch afterwards or whatever it is so that that by fulfilling that desire it takes the some of the pain or some of the stress out of what you were feeling like was a struggle it's just like oh okay yeah maybe my gyno appointment isn't my favorite thing to do every year but whatever now i'm going to go meet my friend for lunch and that'll be fun and so all of a sudden it doesn't feel like as much of a struggle And last but not least, I'm sure some of you are thinking, yeah, but if I just start doing what I desire, right, I'm going to become a delinquent, right? Like somehow there's this cultural thing because of patriarchy and capitalism, probably primarily capitalism here, but it's hard to tell uh, from both of those systems that would shame us and criticize us for following our desires as if we're all just going to be, you know, delinquents laying on the couch, not paying our bills and eating chocolates or ice cream or whatever it is you like to eat. Uh, and I will suggest not true, because when we follow our desires, our desires include well, I want the money to pay my rent. Okay, well, if I wanna, if I, if I'm going to meet that desire then what do i need to do okay now i must have a desire to have a job or to do some something some kind of work so i can get money so i can pay rent because i desire all of that you know well what kind of work would i desire not just what can i do to make the money to pay the rent What would I desire? What would feel good to me? What would make me want to get up in the morning? Like if you think of it as like when you were a kid and it was a field trip, right? And every morning, normally you struggle to get out of bed and your mom has to come yell at you five times to get you out of bed and get ready for school, but not on field trip day, man. I'm up. I didn't have to set my alarm. My mom didn't have to wake me up. I made my bed. I got my clothes on. I got my backpack packed, you know, my book bag packed. I'm having breakfast because we're going on a field trip today. Like it's that kind of field trip energy. (laughs) That's the energy of desire. And, you know, I believe, and you don't have to believe this because I do, but try it on. You know, each one of us, whether you believe in a higher power or not, scientifically, we know that each one of us is unique. We are a unique expression of the energy that created the big bang or divine energy or God, or however you want to look at that. And so my desires are part of that uniqueness. And so they have a truth about them. And so what I find is when people really follow their desires, it actually makes them the opposite of a delinquent because it keeps them focused on doing things that they love to do that feel just have that energetic resonance of truth. Like, ooh, yeah, I love this. I mean, I love doing these podcasts. So this one I'm recording, you know, after when I normally wouldn't work, it's like almost six o'clock where I am. And I don't usually work after 5 p.m but I don't care today because just my schedule got wonky and I was running out of time to get this week's podcast recorded. And I'm happy to quote unquote work late tonight because I love doing this podcast. So I'm not being, it doesn't following my desire. doesn't make me want to go and well, forget the podcast this week. I just got busy. I just won't do it. No, because I love doing this podcast. It's a desire. It's a way for me to connect with you and my audience, a way for you to, you know, based on the feedback I get, be inspired or get a new tool to do something or a new way to think about something. And I love that. That is my very purpose on this earth is to inspire, inform, you know, give you tools, facilitate growth in your life and mine. And so this is not a, oh, I got to, oh, I got to do the podcast. I got to, I'm going to have to work late tonight. It is not a drudgery. It is not a struggle. It is fulfilling a desire. And did it come at a time of the day that's less convenient for me or less desirable for me than usual? Sure. But I don't care because my desire for doing the podcast is bigger Than my lack of desire to work at six o'clock at night, you know, so like, that's an easy enough trade. So staying true to our desires keeps us true to our inner guidance system. It's not going to have us taking vacation every day. Okay, trust your inner guidance, just play with it for a while. Even if you're not used to it, I think desire can also be sort of like, if we put a kid in a candy store and told them they could have anything they wanted, they might take enough candy to get a bellyache, but they're not going to do that very often, right? A day or two of going into that candy store and knowing they can have whatever they want, they're going to self-regulate. So many of us have been denying ourselves our desires for so long that if we really start honoring and practicing our desires, you know, you might run amok a little bit for a while. You might get a bellyache. You might take a few too many days off work or, you know, blow off some deadline or maybe sleep a little too much. Well, I don't know if that's possible, but whatever. There might be a little bit of that, but that's okay because you're just re-regulating your system. We're so conditioned to overwork and overdo and overproduce and to judge ourselves if we aren't and comparing ourselves to others. There is no personal power in comparison. We'll come up short all the time, but what there is personal power in is following your desires, following what delights you. It's one of the reasons. So now I've started, I just started this week, a weekly Instagram live called delight and desire. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes, but you'll also see it on my Instagram page. Um, So every week I'm going to do, it's at noon on Tuesday. So noon Pacific on Tuesday. So it makes it three o'clock Eastern. You can find your time zone um, based on those wherever you're at. And it'll last 20 to 30 minutes, sort of like a podcast episode, but I'm going to be live on Instagram. So that way people can put in the comments, questions they have, or, you know, make comments about the things I'm talking about. And it's going to focus on this idea of how much power there is when we follow what delights us and what we desire. It's a, Much more empowered way to live than what we've been taught through capitalism and patriarchy of just working our asses all the time off all the time to whatever, make more money or live up to somebody else's standard or some cultural, you know, unspoken standard of you have to do this much to be good or, you know, to justify that we're good enough or worthy. We're going to chuck all that out the window and focus on delight and desire and see how that up-levels, how that elevates your life. You will uncover all kinds of things, all kinds of bullshit you believe about yourself or about the world and the way things work, that even when you say them out loud, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I know that's not true, but you realize you've been believing them, right? And so following our desires and what delights us is an incredible path to authentic living. So, join me over there on Instagram. Um, You can, of course, you can watch the recording. You just go to my profile and find it in the grid um, along with all my other posts and reels and stuff. But um, join me on Tuesday, if you can on live, I'm going to do it every week. And I'm really excited about what can come from that and what, how we can all grow and expand and elevate and uncover through delight and desire instead of struggle. So with that, I will see you next week in Uncover and Elevate. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Uncover and Elevate. Check out the show notes for tons of great information and resources like if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast so we can uncover and elevate an issue in your life, just complete the form in the show notes. You can follow me on Instagram at Brenda Florida coach. You can work with me one-on-one or get additional information about one of my group or private retreats by completing the form in the show notes. And I would love it if you would share this episode on social and tag me. I'd also love for you to post a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. It makes such a big difference and will help others find the show. And I'll be incredibly grateful. This is Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and I'll see you in the next episode of Uncover and Elevate.